Dosri Nune Gor Holodeck Cash. Welcome to the Holodeck is Broken, a Star Trek rewatch podcast. I'm your Captain Laura. I grew up watching most of Star Trek. I'm your first officer, Mac. I've watched way too much Star Trek. I'm Eris, your communications officer, and I've seen some of it. I'm Z, chief security officer, and I have no idea what's going on. Our seven-year mission. To rewatch all of Star Trek from the very beginning. Boldly going where everyone but me has gone before. Hi, everyone. I'm Laura. And I'm Mac. And uh, the rest of the crew is missing. I believe the universe is slowly collapsing in on us to where we're the only two left. And it's we're true. supposed to explore the universe. But we'll get to that get to that later. Yes, yes. <laughs> For now, welcome to the Holodeck is Broken Medical Emergency Edition. Yep. We don't need to tell you why, because you're probably at home resenting your children on your own. Our whole away team can't meet at the moment. Uh, Z and Eris are in their homes where they should be and where you should be. But we live together so we can do something resembling the show. We don't want to go ahead and just march forward with our rewatch. We'll get back to that just as soon as the timeline is restored and uh, we can all forget this ever happened. Yes, yes. Um, But in the meantime, we're going to, Laura and I are going to attempt to do a couple of quick special episodes for you. We're going to kind of zip way, way forward at this point. We had been rewatching episode by episode of the original series and for you fans that are up to up to date as up to date as possible on star trek lore we're gonna take 20 minutes or so and talk about star trek picard its first season just wrapped up a couple weeks ago yeah probably goes without saying this may contain some spoilers absolutely so if you have not watched the new series picard Mm -hmm. maybe watch it first and then come back and visit us yes unless you love spoilers then hi welcome right exactly and if you were you know checking in with our show as a complete non-star trek person if you're here for z Yes. This is not the episode for you because we will probably be doing some deep cannon dive stuff. And no buzzer. No buzzer. Because well, we could both equally get into buzzer territory here, which I you, think. You guys don't need to listen to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quick macro thoughts on uh, on Picard. Your thoughts? I was very excited when Picard was announced because Star Trek The Next Generation was the series that I grew up with and loved. Jean Bucard is pretty much, you know, I was calling him Space Daddy for a while. He is this amazing person and human, and knowing a show was being made about him made sense to me. So I was very excited about it. Going into it, I I think overall I really liked the show, or the first season of the show, mm-hmm. and... I love that it was a new direction with a familiar character. I liked seeing new people, some old faces, wrapping up a few loose ends. Yeah. Maybe creating a few new loose ends in the process. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you think? <laughs> when uh, Patrick Stewart announced it at the big Las Vegas Star Trek convention, I want to say it was, was it in 2019 or was it in 2018? It was, I, don't know, I, I forget. Relatively recently. Time means nothing yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. What day is it? No one knows. It was really surprising because uh, I think Stewart was very, notorious seems like the wrong word, but he was very forthright in his feeling that after Nemesis was done, he wasn't going to come back to the role. He was mm. he was done. Star Trek was just in his past. He liked doing it. He appreciates all the fans. He wasn't being nasty about it. He just said, it's done. You hear that for 
15 plus years, you start to believe it. <laughs> right. So then when he said he was coming back, it was just wow. And especially when you uh, think about it in the context of him having just come off of Logan in that sort of one last ride with a very iconic <laughs> character. If he was bringing that kind of energy to it, I was, I was, I was there for the Logan of Jean-Luc Picard. Mm-hmm. I like the season as a whole. I think the story is interesting. I, I think I'll say that I still have reservations about the final episode. Mm-hmm. That's I have a fair. couple of nitpicks about the last episode. I like the new direction, but I also think it's interesting that the show's best episode was the one where the most old characters showed up. Mm. Or do you only like that because Riker made pizza and you suddenly were very interested in eating Riker pizza after that? I was thinking that if I could hang out for a weekend at the Riker cabin... <laughs> and eat pizza and i think those two could set me right in my mind and mm, yeah 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 both of us i think yeah no yeah i think so it seemed yeah. like a very peaceful nice place to be yeah yeah in the midst of whatever the hell is happening right now right <laughs> i liked the first episode very much because that was also kind of steeped in the lore uh showing him in at chateau picard and then when he showed up at Starfleet's archives for his own personal tour of the archives, and you saw the, the Captain Picard Day banner and all the other stuff he had <laughs> Oh, yeah, that in was there. just yeah. like that punch yeah. in the gut. You're like, oh, the feelings are here again. <laughs> I think what's really interesting about it, the season as a whole, and this goes back to that last episode, which I have some issues with, but what it does, I think, is it makes Nemesis, which has long since been my least favorite Star Trek movie, better. Really? It has improved Nemesis because Nemesis ends sort of in a very Wrath of Khan-like fashion. Data sacrifices himself Mm -hmm. to save Picard and the crew and all of that. But in the last five minutes, they try to retread Star Trek III for him real quick and say, he's not really dead. There's a simpler (laughs) version of him, but it has his mind in it. And we'll come back to this later. And what Picard really does, Picard, not the character, the show, Picard, I'm not wild about the title, Picard, but mm, we'll get to that. It's okay. Yeah. It comes back and makes Data's death have very real emotional repercussions for all the cl- the older characters. Mm-hmm. And it also gives him a very proper send-off in this season. That's true. We we get to re-say goodbye to Data. Mm-hmm. And this this is the very final way, because didn't Brent Spiner even say, he's like, I, I won't be coming back to Data after this. Uh, he, had been, he had been saying it just like Patrick Stewart, so mm-hmm. like never say never. But I thought he said never, it, but he, he said, said it again late, lately. I mean, his reasoning is the same as it's been since Nemesis, in the fact in the sense that Data doesn't age, but he does. And I think True. And, and that, that was part of the problem, yeah. is that you they, they're very special effects-y mm-hmm. and trying to make... Brent Spiner look like Data again. However, no amount of special effects in the world are, are really going to fix that because his face right. is fuller. His but like, and they never got his hairline right. That was the one weird thing that a detail I kept focusing on is like, you yeah. obviously his hair is like receded and grayed, but I'm like, you never got his digital hairline correct the, in this the shot. In canon <laughs> explanation I had for that is that he always shows up to Picard. In either a dream or some other kind of hallucination. So, so like it's, Picard's misremembering it, him or something. It's not a perfect picture of him. Mm. And that I can do, deal okay. with. But then again, the CGI de-aging phenomenon has, has progressed a lot. I, the first real example I can think of is Patrick Stewart at the beginning of X-Men 3. Mm. And it didn't work at all. It was like, no, 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 <laughs> put it back, put it back. 
and it's developed and it's you know in some of the Marvel movies it's pretty good I would say in uh, you know Endgame and Ant-Man and the Wasp they created very believable young Michael Douglas's and mm. Michelle Pfeiffer's and that science can get us a young Michelle Pfeiffer is, is an important thing okay yeah. moving on from that yeah. um, <laughs> anyway <laughs> I appreciate more and more the fact that they just pulled random threads from things and gave us more information about it. So, like, you get to see Seven of Nine again. You get to see what she's up to and her being kind of this intergalactic badass. And the basically the entire Star Trek Picard show is a sequel to one season two episode. Like, it's a most direct sequel to that episode, yeah. which isn't even the best season of that show. It's not the best season of that show, but, but it's it a is good the best episode. episode of that season. It's a good episode yeah. in that season. But the, the fact that they went back to this and that was the thread that they pulled out yeah. to, to focus a show on. I, I like expanding the world of what EMH programs can do uh, or various right. other holographic programs can do on a ship. That was cool, too. Yeah. I did have more to say about CGID. Oh, whatever. Okay, I go did. ahead. <laughs> um, uh, it's progressed. Uh, you know, uh, the latest Terminator movie, Dark Fate, you know, not the greatest movie in the world, but the opening sequence that takes place right after Terminator 2 really believably de-aged those characters mm. to where I believed it was like deleted footage from Terminator 2. The data of it all is maybe a little closer to the X-Men 3 of it than the Terminator Dark Fate, but... Is it like TV movie ver or TV money versus like movie money? Well, and you gotta wonder about a budget <laughs> on a show like this because the big draw was Patrick Stewart and they they had to back up several, several Brinks trucks <laughs> to get him to come out of retirement. And so I wonder in some spots if the show didn't technically... It wasn't as technically polished as it could have been because they had to spend a lot of money on the above-the-line talent, as it were. Mm. I think that's a good point to drop off real quick for our commercial since we're about midway through our mini-episode. If you like listening to this, listen to the other episodes before the world went crazy. <laughs> and we'll be back with those kind of shows as quickly as we possibly can. Z and Eris, our other away team members, have their own podcast, As the Myth Turns. They are working on some mini-episodes as well. We don't quite have a timeline for that as we're recording this, but... We're definitely committed to uh, keeping our Party Apocalypse, Party Now Apocalypse Later podcasts up and running during this crazy time. To listen to those shows and The Fourth Wall and see any of my other stuff, go to partyapocalypse.com. Also, you know, do what Picard would do. Donate to a food bank. What do you, what do you, you, you don't need the, the money. Go, go give the money to a food bank. Just do, just go do it. Or do what Sir Patrick Stewart would do and go foster a dog for a little while during this time. If you Absolutely. ever thought, hey, I'd like to do a trial run on a dog, go get yourself a dog. Dogs need homes right now. I was absolutely certain you were going to say read a sonnet a day and post it on YouTube. <laughs> or do that, but yeah. he's already kind of got he's, that market got covered, that so down. don't compete against him for that. Right. Um, but yeah, adopt a dog <laughs> or a cat. Cats can be pains, though. Yeah, we're locked in with a cat who <laughs> yeah. is not. <laughs> she's not grumpy friendly. right now. Yeah. I think we can. She's locked in the bedroom at the other end of the house, and I can still hear her struggling against the door. <laughs> With that out of the way, we'll go back to our episode. Uh, I think where I left off, I was talking about how technically the thing, uh, the show maybe isn't up to snuff 100% all the time. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest element of that is the big moment in the finale when Starfleet shows up. 
we mm-hmm. get our first look at late 24th century starships, and they're all the same class. Oh, really? Every See, last one even... of them that comes out of warp is the same <laughs> class as the, and I can't remember the name of the ship that Riker's on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're all, they all look the same. I want, I, you see a Federation fleet, you want to see some variety. I want to see some Defiant class. I want to see some Intrepid class. I want to see some Sovereigns and some Galaxies in there. I was just disappointed that Riker didn't ride in on the Enterprise G or something. Like, it'd probably be the F at that point, but I, you never know. They, we don't sometimes know. they blow up faster than you anticipate. That's true. <laughs> the A did not last long. Mm. Yeah. Uh, e didn't either. Theoretically, it could be still in service by the time oh, of Picard. That's true. We don't have a confirmation I mean, they did, that the they e did time was travel right. with it, so that may yeah. have. Uh, in, Put in, some miles on it. <laughs> for secondary canon fans, there there was a book tie-in release that kind of detailed the history between the Romulan supernova up to the uh, the synth attack on Mars. Mm. And it detailed that they didn't make the Enterprise part of the big massive armada to relocate the Romulans because the Romulans were not going to trust the Enterprise there because it was the flagship. It felt like more of like a, a military invasion. Mm. But they still wanted Jean-Luc Picard to run the effort so he had to step aside from the enterprise and give it to his xo who at that point was Worf, son of moog so somewhere out there Worf, Worf is the captain, is the captain of, the of the enterprise, enterprise which Aww. makes james t kirk just spin in his grave <laughs> captain of the enterprise is a klingon no <laughs> i mean i'm fine with it because i know Worf, but i don't think i don't think kirk or any of them would be okay what is with it? it i know i don't trust klingons and i never will right yeah <laughs> And, like, the episode of Next Gen where Scotty shows up and all he does is just give side-eye to Worf, like, the <laughs> fuck you doing here? Going back to Star Trek Picard, yeah. there's a lot to love. Yes. There's a lot to love, I think, for fans. There's mm-hmm. a lot to love for somebody who might just be tuning in and being like, you know what, let me let me start my Star Trek voyage with this right. for some reason. I've picked Picard weird, to start. Weird one to it start would, with, because yeah. it, it's not free to watch. But, right. it's, well, I guess if you do your trial. But um, it's, yeah, I think there's the, a lot to appreciate about that's it. That's a good thing to note. At this oh, point, yes. uh, uh, CBS is offering 30-day free trials of CBS All Access. So if you wanted to get caught up on this and on Discovery, or watch any of the Star Trek episodes, because they have literally every episode, including... The animated series, you know, <laughs> I keep thinking about how we're going to handle that when we come around to it on the show. But anyway, mm. uh, check it out. Uh, Discovery's good. Picard's good. All Star Trek's good. Mm-hmm. You were mentioning Seven of Nine. I think it's interesting. The show gives Seven of Nine a lot more heft as far as plot is concerned. Mm-hmm. When in her origins, and this is not me being dismissive of, of Jerry Ryan as an actress or anything, but it was it definitely paraphrasing what the producers of Voyager said at the time is that they wanted just a Borg babe on the show. Like mm-hmm. their creative rena- renaissance was a hot Borg. Yeah. But now she's yeah. got a more of a backstory. More she's backstory. got character and purpose in life and she's yeah. she's really found herself since uh, but also Voyager ended. Broken in very, in, very much yeah. so. Yeah. And and you know, there there's one moment where she is willing to throw everything away just to get revenge for something. And and then there's another moment where you're pretty sure she would become the Borg Queen yeah. if given another half second on, you know, on yeah. the collective. Which, th- these these episodes are very Borg-heavy as well. Um, it's a Borg story. Which is, 
which is, is, is interesting to me. I love yeah. seeing that side of it as well. That was one of the coolest shots in the whole first season is uh, when they're talking about going to the Borg Cube and then Picard goes back to his kind of hollow chambers and looks at like the old news reports from the Borg invasion. And they had this holode- holographic style of display on the show. Mm. And he eventually zips over to very famous shot from the best of both worlds, the next generation episode, Jean-Luc is uh, made into Lucutus. Mm-hmm. And, and the camera pans over and like old Picard is fused in with the young Picard with the Borg. I thought that was, that was dope. Yeah, no, that was pretty yeah. cool, and you you can tell it's. I mean, you you saw this in Star Trek: First Contact, where he's still he's trying to heal from his experience with the Borg, and he's, apparently he didn't. Yeah, yeah, and and now you see it in another way. Like he's maybe healed a little bit, but he's still it. It will never leave him, yeah. and it yeah. was yeah. No, that that juxtaposition Which was really cool. Also makes sense to bring in Seven of Nine because mm-hmm. she would be the only established canon character who would have any sense of what Picard knows mm-hmm. of that. And Hugh, getting to see Hugh again. Yeah. I mean, that was such a, a one-off. It was just one episode that he was in? No, or he, was it? He was the, there was the original episode, I Borg, and then he reappeared again in the season six, seven uh, crossover, oh, uh, uh, cliffhanger. Yeah, where he yeah, was, yeah, yeah. He became the leader of the rogue Borgs after mm. they dispatched lore. Somebody buzz me. Why aren't Zian Eric's here to buzz me? <laughs> Because I, I love, yeah, I know what you're talking about. This is great. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's it was good to see him again as another role. And like, happy. And like, didn't he hug Picard? Yeah, yeah it was like I'm, warm, friendly, former Borg. Right, that, that, that hug was improvised on the set. That was not Aww. in the script. They were just like, when, when Jean-Luc sees people he knows, he just needs to be good with it. And apparently he's really good at giving hugs because he's given hugs on the, in, in the Penthe. That's the episode with Riker and Troy. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just the Captain Picard hugging hour. Just <laughs> hugs, 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 hugs. Yeah. And, uh, and speaking of people we know, so yeah. I know that they've offered, uh, Whoopi Goldberg a chance to be, re- you know, come back as Guinan for season two. Um, and there, if you haven't seen the clip of that on like YouTube or something, that's very, touching like she's almost crying kind of moment because she was so excited to to go back to that but as mac will tell you there's somebody very important missing from the first season of star trek picard missing not just in presence because they didn't Mm. just make it a next generation sequel they bring Riker and they bring troy back um i think data's haunting the dreams data's haunting the dreams seven of nines there Mm -hmm. although she didn't really have a history with picard she just has a, Mm -hmm. a borg history where the fuck's crusher (laughs) <laughs> yeah like you know they, uh, seven years they were supposed to yeah, they was, like, it, was, it was those two they were the Ross and Rachel of I was about to say the Ross and Rachel of the 90s no Ross and Rachel of the 90s yeah, Ross yeah. and Rachel of the 90s <laughs> they were the Sam and Diane of syndicated science, science fiction television <laughs> that that I'll stick with alright um, <laughs> not only is there no appearance from the wonderful Gates McFadden in the show. They don't even mention her name. They go out of their way <laughs> to not mention her name. There's a scene early on, I don't think it was in the first episode, it was in the second or third one, where, and I'm blanking on the character's name because I just don't remember character names on shows anymore. <laughs> the gentleman Romulan butler Yeah, I can't remember his name has. either. Yeah. yeah. Uh, He's the, cool, though. It, those Romulan characters are very cool. Yeah. He he talks with Picard about, oh, this grand mission that he's going on. He said, you know, if you if you talk to the old crew, they would help you out. If you mm-hmm. And he goes through a list. He says, if you asked them, 
Riker, LaForge, Worf. <laughs> and nothing. Yeah. I mean, you're going to mention LaForge and not bring in LeVar Burton, but you're not going to, but you won't even say Crusher's name. You say or Crusher's do you name. think maybe it ended so badly that he's like forbidden anybody from talking about her? Like, oh, that is my ex and we do not speak her name in this house. Well, that's what I was thinking is that because <laughs> there is some established canon, like all good things has a, an alternate timeline where they got they married, married and divorced yeah. and, and that sort of thing. Just no mention of it. That was so odd. I thought, okay, maybe they're, they're holding something back. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, not this season, apparently. There, there's still the possibility of that. Feels like she could have come in at the end. Like, she could have been on one of those ships and then be like, we have a medical well, emergency down on that planet. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I'm, I'm coming. Like, I'm there. Right. And that, that's, I think, my problem with the big fleet scene is that, you know, it'd be interesting if the fleet came in and it was like Starfleet had been the whole season where they're just like, nah, man, we're not, we're not, we're not subscribing to your nonsense Mm -hmm. but the Romulans are here so we're gonna kick their ass excuse me (laughs) but Riker shows up with the fleet and it feels a little tacked on like he makes a crack about making pizzas and and all that sort of thing if they're really gonna have the members of the crew back in Starfleet uniforms and on ships they should have just turned it up to 11 do it like the day of the doctor the 50th anniversary doctor who special did (laughs) just all of them. Just, <laughs> Bring them all back. <laughs> characters, characters, characters. <laughs> Defiant comes in. Voyager comes in. Uh, just, blam, 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 blam. But no, they did not. And if you're going to spend a little extra CGI money, somehow get somebody else to, to come in. Get 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 our get our new get Captain Pike from uh, yeah. to time travel in or something. Right. <laughs> yeah, just really, really do it upright. But uh, it's a little, yeah, it was a little withholding in that moment. Yeah, I, I don't mind that scene as much as Mac does, only because it's it's total fan service to have Riker be like, yeah, I wanted to command this mission, so they let me. And I, you know, Riker was my childhood crush, and so it's so good to see him it's, just show up and save the day. Yes, it, but it's a half measure <laughs> of fan service. Really? Fine. At least have Troy with him. Oh, okay. I, I see. Mean, you. Or, you know, have, have everyone else with him, too, not right. just him. If you're going to do mm. it, do it. Gotcha. I would have loved to have seen that. But, uh, you know, Stewart's gone on the record. I mean, obviously, we know Guinan's going to come back for next season and said that there's definitely going to be the possibility of other characters coming back. He would like to see, at some point, all of the Next Generation mm-hmm. cast be back at various times. Mm-hmm. I think there's been whispers that Robert Picardo is in talks to join season two. Interesting. I'd love to see him playing against. Uh, so the ship that Picard is traveling on in this one has the, the, all La Serena. La Serena. They have so many emergency holograms that it's do. By emergency it, it's yeah. that it's like almost the entire crew, um, and they're all versions of the captain guy, and they Which all have different cool. accents. Like one is Scottish, one yeah. is you know the engineer English. is Scottish because yeah, of course. Of course. He is. <laughs> And they all have different personalities too, yeah. and so I would love to see our yeah. our doctor from Voyager playing against all of those, and, he and has like a history as of, the yeah. veteran right. EMH too. Like he he could be like the old man to their young thing right. or something. He has a history with Seven of Nine naturally, yes, yes. and he also has a history with you know fighting for synthetic mm, rights. Yeah, yeah. So it, that could be interesting. I feel like he should have actually plugged into season 1 a lot better cuz my hope is that if they're really going to move on in new directions and that sort of thing that they almost kind of askew season 1 going on cuz I think the big the big satisfying moment in in the season 1 finale is not the big Starfleet's here to save the day moment. It's the moment after all that's done when mm. they're all back on 
La Serena, and they're just going off into space. And Picard is just, he can be, he can yeah. make himself. He can figure yeah. out. The story, he can finally get with Beverly. Because <laughs> when, Lord, when's going to be their time? <laughs> I think, yeah, I think there's a lot. And I, I I know there's some criticism of the the way it ended. And I, I agree with it to some extent. I don't know how much we want to give away spoilers. We've we, we, we warned them with spoilers. Yes. Uh, the, the physical entity of Jean-Luc Picard does die. And, and his consciousness or whatever he is yeah, is like essentially into, downloaded into, into an android body. Into a an android body with features that make him essentially as human as he was. Before. Right. So he's a synthetic person who is essentially Picard, but who didn't yes. die. It'll be interesting. <laughs> I think the picture on that is incomplete. It's how does it play into season two mm-hmm. and beyond? So I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. I think it doesn't quite work in that final episode because it was really clear that it was intended for Brett Spiner's character. Uh, mm. Alton soon. Oh yeah, and the, yeah. The transition from oh, this is I'm gonna put myself in this android to I'm gonna put him in the android mm-hmm. was a little too quick. It was just like okay, well, I guess I won't do that. I think that's my thing with the final episode overall. It felt like they had so many different plot points going into mm-hmm. that that they all wrapped up too quick. Agreed. Like I want to know who is this scary black tentacled entity that was yeah. about to come through this portal. I want to know where are the Romulans going and what the hell happened to Narek? He just disappeared. The, I don't I, think I I may have to go yeah. back and rewatch it, but I don't I'm, think I'm, they I'm show us yeah. what happened to him after he helped them get back into the little android yeah. colony. I think I think the producers at some point answered that question in some interview, but I mean, obviously, but not it's on, on the screen. Show. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I want to know what happened to him. Like, yeah. is he gonna be this like figure that maybe keeps popping up because he's like not quite good, not quite bad. Right. He's he's willing. His loyalties are very flexible. Yeah, I, I'd be I'd be interested to see more. But like, it felt like they were trying to tell too many stories and maybe should have had a couple more episodes or they like narrowed down their ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they yeah, it felt rushed, and I think that that's part of my problem i think the the big starfleet scene either needed more or needed to be less mm. it, where they picked was a half measure and i, and I wasn't f- fond of that Here, here's my big problem with the overarching plot line the uh picard's chief medical officer from the stargazer comes to visit him early on mm. not his other chief medical officer <laughs> No, not Pulaski. Mm. No, no, uh, not no, that other, other one. The other other one. Yeah. Other, other one <laughs> um, comes it, it, to visit him and, and tells him that, you know, the diagnosis is pretty grim. Mm, yes, yes. And I have to, I have not rewatched it since, but I swear to God, I remember this moment in All Good Things because it's a pull, it's a, a reference back to that because at that point, in that future, he is suffering degenerative neurological disorder, mm-hmm. irremotic syndrome. I don't think in Picard they ever actually call it irremotic no, syndrome. No, but it, it, was, it, it was... It's heavily implied. That it's, it's the same it's, thing. Yeah. Because he even makes a mention, like, oh, several decades ago they told me mm-hmm. it might be a problem. Yeah. But I swear to God, at the end of that episode, after every, after time was put back right, he said Dr. Crusher found no evidence of the defect mm-hmm. that would lead to the irremotic syndrome. I mean, we'll have to go back and rewatch Which it. Which made me think all this season is that the irremotic syndrome thing is a is a cipher. It's it, it the stargazer doctors part of some conspiracy to try to slow Picard down. Mm-hmm. And they didn't actually have it. Interesting, interesting. But that didn't turn out to be because he 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 died. <laughs> he did. Yeah, yeah. 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 And if the show hadn't already been renewed for a season two, that death might have meant more. It might have landed a little... He- like, I yeah. I was still sad because these people yeah. are talking about him in such a loving way. And you're like, oh, my right. God. 
oh my god and then you're like but wait no it's renewed for a second season (laughs) it would have been better i i think you even said this it would have been better after the episode was over be like stay tuned for star trek picard season two coming in a year or whatever it might have been better to announce it after the big emotional moment because you could have just been like oh shit they just did one season and they killed him yeah which you would think okay they got him back for one season it's the Mm -hmm. yeah it's the tie up the harrison ford in the force awakens deal like Mm. if you'll come back we will kill you yeah (laughs) and you never have to do this again right right Uh, i'm overall i'm excited for season two absolutely i of course will watch it Picard season one is vastly superior to the next generation season one. So I'm yes, yes, yeah. I have, I have, I think the finale is a flawed episode, Mm. but the journey to get there was was plenty fine by me. I hope we get to see his uh, Romulan friends a little bit more. I, I, I I hope it's not completely detached from season one, like a whole new anthology type adventure. But I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested. I'm in. I, well, yeah. I think they scrambled to end so many plot lines in that finale. I hope they are built. They are, they're going for something new. Like yeah. the, episode one of season two is this is the new thing. It stems from some next generation plot line. It's mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah. Like, he, Take he, some other random episode yeah, somewhere and he, build they, a sequel to it. <laughs> they found some colony of Resicans and they all have flutes and they're all like <laughs> you know. <laughs> hey, I'm just pitching here. <laughs> Producers, are yeah. you listening? So I I. I I'm definitely in for season two. I hope we see more of the old characters. Yes, the show is being packaged as him on a new journey with new characters, and I like the new characters. Mm-hmm, I do too. But we need a few. We need a few more old characters. Yeah. If you can't tell, so I've already admitted that Riker was my childhood yes. crush. Yeah. This dude had a crush on Crusher, yeah. and so if it's not obvious, I'd, yeah. he's a little upset that she's not back. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So Gates McFadden, if you're out there, we'd love to see you in season two. Yeah. Let's make it happen. Yeah. I think they'll all be back. I think that's the the, the aim is eventually, they don't want to have them all back on the bridge of the Enterprise in that kind of a context, Mm. but he would eventually revisit all these other characters. I think that's all the thoughts I have. Yeah. Specifically. Good good show. Watch it. Yeah. Um, I I recommend. It's it's a feel-good thing that I think... As every email I've received from a business late, lately, you know, in these uncertain times, oh God, I hate that. Phrase. I know it's okay. awful, but I'm making a it list is, of it's euphemisms a for COVID that I, I've, <laughs> I've had it with. <laughs> it's a it's a bright spot in an otherwise just whatever yeah. time that we're living in. There's and, at least a few moments in every episode where Picard says something that is imminently Picard, and you're just like, oh yeah. Yeah, even in the finale, he has moments like that. Where like it's, him yeah. learning to drive the ship with this new yeah. fangled yeah. interface. Yeah. He's like, "All right, let's let's try this out. Yeah. It's adorable." You're like Picard, the adventurer, but he's recognizing that he's not quite up to speed with the new technology. <laughs> Some resolution with Crusher. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, for. yeah, yeah. Well. That might be a good place for yep. us to end this. We aimed at 20 minutes. I think we've gone over into 30 at this okay. point. So but I think we get, I don't think there's anything else that we really had to say about Picard. No, no. Yep. Um, thank you for joining us mm-hmm. on this very special edition of The Holodeck is Broken, Medical Emergency. Yep. And next uh, time we'll be mm-hmm. back. We're going to discuss Discovery. Yeah. We're going to kind of work backwards through the space-time continuum, an anti-time mm-hmm. podcast, if you will. Ooh. It will get bigger as as it goes backwards in the space-time continuum, all good things. Great episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll do that, and then I think we're going to go through some of the more 
established seems like the wrong the the shows that have completed their run. Mm-hmm. And we may talk about our favorite episodes from each. We'll go to Enterprise, and then back to Voyager, Deep Space Nine, Next Generation, uh, the original series, and then hopefully by then maybe we'll find uh, we'll be allowed to see other people yeah. and because. We'll find you know. Z and Eris. We might yeah. try to remote them in on one of these. I mean, Z won't have anything to talk about during any of these shows. <laughs> so, Z, what's your favorite five episodes of Star Trek Enterprise? <laughs> they will not have much to say on that issue. No, no, they will not. But uh, thank you for joining us. We hope you are staying safe and staying healthy. And listening to scientists. And yes. Not, not just... You know, That's the one thing st- I think yeah. Star Trek has taught me is yeah. science is important. Science is going to get us some cool places. Yeah. We got to let science be science, man. Yep. So, good night, everybody. Night. Bye.